Are you an Aussie tradie and your paperwork is shady? Do the darkest farm side keep you up late at night? Are you sick of pushing paper? Swinging your tools is more you gave up. Call us the tricks of your trade. Welcome to the Tricks of Your Trade podcast, where we talk about trade business topics to help you get through business life unscathed. Does the bill to pay you late and your cash flow fluctuates? Do you dread the office work? Can't afford a full-time clerk? Consider working smarter. Don't be a business smarter. Call us the Tricks of Your Trade. Hello, welcome to episode 13 of the Tricks of Your Trade podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Serson, construction adjudicator, lawyer and director of Tricks of Your Trade. Today, I want to talk to you guys about why you can't get paid on time, every time, in full. And it may come a shock to you that nobody can. So it doesn't matter if you're in construction, doesn't matter if you're a bakery, uh, doesn't matter (laughs) who you are in business, you can't force people to pay you on time, every time, in full, unless you get paid in advance. And so unless you're in one of those businesses where you've got the leverage to get paid in advance, you are going to have to manage your accounts receivable. You're going to have to manage your debtor ledger and understand who owes you how much and when it's due. So while there's a very big conversation afoot in the construction industry about what's fair and what's not fair, I just want to give you guys some perspective from the subbies camp about why you can't just give an invoice and the builder has to pay it unless he can prove he doesn't have to. Now it works the opposite way uh, for anybody in business where if you allege an amount is owed and somebody disputes it, you need to prove that you're entitled to that money before any regulating authority will make somebody pay it to you. Now, we are one of the very few industries who actually has special laws to expedite this decision-making process and to assist in keeping the cash flow moving down the contractual chain. So if you're in a different kind of business, uh, like say, for example, me, I'm a consultant, there's no special regime for me to go and chase somebody who owes me money unless it's one of you idiots with a license, and in which case I can put in a complaint against you. My point is, you could just allege anything, and in fact, the process is protecting you too, because I'm sure that there's people who you have worked, uh, who you engage to do work for you, and if they were to just allege that, that you owe them money, you would be looking to me to say, well, that's not fair, Um, I've got all these reasons why I shouldn't have to pay him and the shoes on the other foot. So in a roundabout way, that's why you can't be paid on time every time in full. You need to be able to prove your entitlement to payment. And unfortunately, when it comes to white collar matters, uh, as opposed to crime, um, we can't just go to the police and say, hey, look, this guy owes me some money. Can you make him give it to me? It doesn't work like that. So we need to be business savvy. We need to be big grown up business people who know how to get what we need done uh, when we need to do it. And that involves educating yourself about security of payment, understanding what buttons to push at all the right times. And the very best way that I've found for people to manage this sort of stuff is to have a systematic approach. 
Now, I am always talking about a systematic approach for so many facets of your business with your quality, uh, with your quoting, with your invoicing, uh, basically every aspect of it. But when it comes to accounts receivable, you need a system that's going to send you little reminders and it's going to give little warnings when things are going outside of the box. So if you've got a payment claim and something goes wrong with it or it doesn't follow the path that you need it to follow, then you need a system that will alert you to that problem because there are very strict timeframes involved with when you can enforce or pursue an invoice. And if you miss those timeframes, you're very limited in terms of what you can do to get that money back. So when it comes to a systematic approach to your accounts receivable uh, procedures, I always recommend that you also know how to escalate things. So you will have a triage process that you'll go through where you'll know what option might suit you in what circumstances. And sometimes if you use the wrong option at the wrong time, you can compromise your ability to use a different option later on in the process. So it's quite an involved, uh, complicated science behind what you might choose to have in your accounts receivable escalation procedure. Now, I'm not uh, preaching to you to say, hey, you should already know this stuff. That's why I've got a podcast. Uh, that's why I've got a business. I'm here to teach you guys this stuff. And so I'm actually running a webinar on um, how to create your own accounts receivable escalation procedure. And it's going to be a done with you webinar. So if you're listening to this podcast two, five years from now, and you're thinking, I really need one of those too, but I missed the webinar, you can go to our webinar gallery on the Tricks of Your Trade website. So that's www.tricksofyourtrade.com.au. And you can actually watch the webinar on playback. So unless we have had some legislative changes, that webinar will still be there. Um, if we have had legislative changes, it's very likely I've run a new webinar and it's been updated. So make sure that you go and have a look at that. Now, when I do the done with you accounts receivable escalation procedure, we will be talking to people with lots and lots of different trade businesses. So based on your trade, you might have different circumstances. What I would say to you is, why don't you have a think about what those special considerations are for you and get your questions ready? Because if you come to my webinar live, you'll have an opportunity to get some real time advice on your procedures. If you're watching it on playback, you can contact us, questions at tricksofyourtrade.com.au. Now, the uh, really important thing that you need to know is how to register for the webinar so that you can go along live. Now, if you go to my website, www.tricksofyourtrade.com.au, click on the webinars tab and you can register for the webinar, the upcoming webinar via that page. Uh, alternatively, if you just wanna have a look at the show notes on this podcast, the link to that webinar registration page is in the show notes. So just circling back now to uh, getting paid on time every time in full, you guys need to take a realistic approach to this. You will have to be short paid before you can take any action to get paid. That is the unfortunate reality of the situation that we have at hand. It's not just a construction industry thing. Anybody in business if they need to enforce uh, 
somebody not paying them, they essentially have to be short paid first. It is just common sense. Uh, but you also need to have your supporting documentation to prove your entitlement to payment. And that will be the be all and end all of whether or not you get paid. It will also uh, determine how much it costs you to chase your money because the number of issues in dispute will be determined by how poor your paperwork is, uh, how many things the builder can pick apart in terms of your argument. And unfortunately, it may be a reality for you that you need to abandon some arguments or pursuit of some variations or some charges because you just don't have the paperwork in place. But if you had a systematic approach and you did it absolutely every time, then you wouldn't have to worry about that. You wouldn't be losing sleep at night thinking, have we been paid in time? Am I out of time to chase that builder? Will I get paid for that variation? Because you will know that you've got a tried and true method of doing your contract administration. So I just want to leave you on uh, a little something to think about. And quite a lot of the subcontractors that I talk to get really upset and tell me how unfair it is that they have to go and spend money to fight their builder to get paid. And there seems to be a little bit of a perception in the construction industry that subcontractors are vulnerable um, parties, that they they should be more looked after than other parties in the contractual chain. I just want to call you guys out on that because you made a decision at some point to start your own business and when you start your own business, you have to take responsibility for what you're doing. You have to take responsibility and think to yourself, no, look, we're going to be a professional operation. If we're just going to fly by our, the seat of our pants and hope based on a handshake that we'll get paid for this work, we might have been a little bit irresponsible uh, with our admin and record keeping. So if you're thinking, look, I can't afford to do admin or I don't have time for admin or any of those things, I think you need to look at your business model at a whole and consider whether or not your business is viable if you're operating in a risk mitigated professional setup. And if you're not able to operate in a professional setup where you're not taking on a bucket load of risk every time you go and do some work for a builder, then it might be time to have a think about whether or not you should be working for somebody else who does have that setup uh, and taking your bat and ball and uh, stepping away from the plate. Because I'm not trying to be antagonistic in saying that. I believe in subcontracting businesses, I believe in small business, I believe in family businesses, and I have all of those for myself. But you are risking more than just your next paycheck. You're potentially risking your business. You're potentially risking your ability to hold a license to do work and to be a fit and proper person to do construction work in the construction industry. And if that's all you know, and you've been a trader your whole life, what would you do if you couldn't do that? So these are big stakes. This is, you know, there's a lot that is at risk with you um, throwing caution to the wind. So yes, admin sucks. Yes, it's not the, not the nicest stuff to have to do on a day-to-day -day basis, but it doesn't have to be you. And if you need some assistance in looking at your business structure, by all means, drop us an email, questions at tricksofyourtrade.com.au. We have some fantastic trade business coaches who support us in partnership and uh, promote our services as well as theirs. So I'm going to sign off now because it is the weekend and I would really like to enjoy it. I hope you guys are having a fantastic weekend. 
um, and I look forward to the next episode. If you have any questions about what I've talked about on this podcast, feel free to drop me a good old-fashioned email at questions at tricksofyourtrade.com.au. If you would like a systematic approach to your contract administration and getting paid, head on over to our website and check out the Subbies Toolbox. You won't be disappointed there. And just one last time, our web address is www.tricksofyourtrade.com.au. Are you an Aussie tradie and your paperwork is shady? Do the darkest farm side keep you up late at night? Are you sick of pushing papers? Swinging your tools the more you gave up. Call us the tricks of your trade. Welcome to the Tricks of Your Trade podcast, where we talk about trade business topics to help you get through business life unscathed. Does the bill to pay you late and your cash flow fluctuates? Do you dread the office work? Can't afford a full-time clerk? Consider working smarter. Don't be a business smarter. Call us the Tricks of Your Trade.